0: Good morning, it's Ken Walls. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am really excited for you guys to meet my guest today. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm just going to let her talk about who she is. <laughs> so let me go ahead and bring Amy Franco on. How are you, Amy?
1: Hello, hello. I'm great. How are you doing?
0: I'm fantastic. It's a nice, cool day here in Central Ohio. Absolutely, we have, and and nobody realize knows this yet, except for maybe a couple of people. But you're from Central Ohio, also.
1: Yes, coming to you from Columbus.
0: Nice, nice. So, Amy, I I, I told you um, that I created this this show to help people um, have a breakthrough, to help people get unstuck in life, and yeah. I think you know most of my guests that have been on the show um have have had moments in life where it was really really rough they were stuck they've been through abuse they've been through crap they've been through everything and and pushed through got unstuck in in a variety of ways and i would like to um i would like to like to you know hear your story and see see if you can help some of our our audience so so amy let's start with where you were born and raised
1: I was born and raised in Cleveland, and my, uh, my family still lives there, and uh, one thing that a lot of people are a little surprised about is that um, I have four younger sisters. I'm the oldest of five daughters. Wow. Yep.
0: Okay, so you're the responsible one.
1: Yes, I I am. I am your. I am. Every book about birth order, I probably follow it to a T. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I (laughs) have
1: responsibility.
0: (laughs) I have. I have an older sister. I know she's the. She's the nurse practitioner. She's the. You know, the responsible one. So, um, so you were born and raised. You were born in Cleveland too. Yep, born and raised raised in Cleveland. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry, I'm a Steelers fan, so. Well, you know what,
1: my husband is kind of a Steelers fan too, and and we we have found a way to move on from that, so (laughs) I think you and I, I think you and I can still be friends, I'm I'm all right with that.
0: (laughs) My wife was born in Cleveland, so I, I, yeah, but I knew I
1: liked your wife, I can't
0: wait to meet her in person. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um. So you were born and raised in Cleveland and, and like, that's where you went to school and high school and all that was up there. Did you end yep. up going to college?
1: I did. Yeah. So, um, so I went to the Uni- university of Dayton, go Flyers. Um, you did. so I, I, have, I've not left Ohio. So
2: <laughs> wow. grew up in
1: Cleveland, went to school in Dayton and now I've lived in Columbus for, uh, 20 One years.
0: Wow. My very first concert was at UD arena. I saw, I saw Russian concert in 1984.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my very first concert was 1989 Richfield Coliseum Bon Jovi.
0: Oh yeah. Bon Jovi. I saw Bon Jovi. (laughs) Yeah. I, I have a crazy, I had backstage passes to Bon Jovi and, and, uh, I, I got too drunk. They kicked me out. <laughs> I, did, I, I was like, I'm going to meet John Bon Jovi. Yeah. And it didn't happen. They're enough. like, no, you're not. <laughs> they, they, yanked, they literally yanked my all access badge and said, get out of here. But um, so, so um, that was a long time ago, but you know, the, um, so you went to, to the university of Dayton yeah. and did you graduate? I did, of yeah. Of course you did. You're the first child, of course. Of course Ms. I did.
1: Okay, so please, I would be letting I would be letting everyone down if I didn't graduate, man.
0: Right, right. <laughs> I, I get it. So, what was your degree in? So my
1: degree was in when I first started, and maybe this is one of those uh, kind of lessons around getting unstuck. Um, I think part of that idea of of feeling that sense of responsibility is that sometimes we take on. Things like a major in college or something like that that we feel like um, would look good on paper, or we feel like maybe other people expect that of us, like whether that's parents or friends or you know whatever that is. So when I first started at UD, my major was in economics.
2: Wow. Uh,
1: don't ask me how I picked that. I think it just sounded great. Um, and I remember I had an awesome professor, my very first economics class. I had an awesome professor and I absolutely loved 101. But then once I started getting into some of the deeper subjects, I realized, you know what, this probably isn't for me. And after my first semester, I switched to, um, I, English and communications. So, so that's, that's the path that I pursued after, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just, just feeling a little bit stuck, I guess. Yeah. In the major yeah. that I had picked, um, it interested me, and I have lots of broad interests. But I had to eventually land on the thing that I knew I was going to love to do, and that I would get all the way through.
0: Would you do me a favor and turn your volume on your speakers down a little bit? I keep hearing myself getting feedback. So, so, yeah. um, so, so you went through the uh, okay. So you, you're you're in college at UD. You, you graduate, you have your degree. Your degree was in English? Yep, English and Communications. Communications, okay. Um, so you graduate. Did you stay in Dayton?
1: No, no. So um, when I graduated from Dayton, um, by the time I got to my senior year, I was, um, I was tired of being broke. Um, I had tons of student loans, and I'm like, I need to go get a job. Right. So... Um, I found my very first job on Monster. I was just scrolling through monster.com. I found a, um, I had done a couple of internships in college that were in tech companies. They were in, um, like just doing all kinds of things. But one of the things I really loved was, um, the sales piece of it. So doing some sales support and things like that. So yeah. I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll go get a sales job. So. I searched on Monster and found my very first job um, in inside sales, and that is what landed me in Columbus. So uh, when I graduated from UD, I moved to Columbus, got my very first job in inside sales, and uh, I worked for Microcenter, the corporate division of Microcenter.
0: Nice. Uh, yep. So, so you here, so you're working at, in Microcenter. For those on the the West Coast or in, in areas, I mean, Micro Center is a big company, but I don't think they're in every state, are they?
1: No, I don't think so. They have a lot of retail presence, but I don't think they're in every state.
0: Okay, uh, Micro Center is a huge, huge, huge computer and and computer store.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, they do. A, they have every Single part and of a computer that you could think of, but but it's it's a it's a big company. Um, so how'd you do with that?
1: I loved it. Um, you know what's interesting is um, I people that I used to work with there twenty one years ago, I'm still friends with, and they're still part of my network. Um, I still see them a few times a year. so that that was the best first job I ever could have had. Um, if for any Kevin Bacon fans out there, it is the Kevin Bacon of IT. Everybody, you're like you were like six degrees of separation from anybody who worked in the IT community or in tech.
0: Well, Kev- um, Kevin, an
1: awesome first job.
0: Kevin Bacon might actually see this. He's a good friend hey, of mine. Hey, awesome. He's, he's, well, a, he's a state senator here in Ohio. It's not the oh, same.
2: That, that Kevin that Bacon. Kevin, yeah. Ba-
0: He's like I'm the original Kevin Bacon. He's a he's a good friend of mine, and client of ours. But so so um. So you started, and how long were you there? Did you say that?
1: No. So here's the funny thing. Um, I was only in that job for six months. Um, wow. Yeah. So so I think it's just you talk about the power of connections, and and what an awesome first job it was. But um, what had happened. Was the couple I had like I was an account manager basically, yeah. so I had like two or three accounts that I took care of, and one of my accounts was a local um, gas utility here, and the woman who was working there and who was my main point of contact was getting ready to retire, and she asked me if I would like to interview for her job, wow. and yeah, so um, so I'm you know I'm 22, 23. And, you know, here's this person that I worked with who's asking me to interview for her job. So, I'm, of course, I'm like, yeah, I would love to interview for your job. Right. And I think at the right. time I just I just said yes to that without even really thinking it through. It was just a new opportunity to pursue. And um, I interviewed for the job and I got the job. And so um, after six or seven months, I left that role and I, I took a little bit of a detour for maybe three years more into into I.T., Wow. And the top wow. of the water
0: is there So, so you um, okay? So you 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 so you're in, a, and that's a utility company. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Columbia
1: Gas. Okay. You're, I'm, you, um, <coughs> excuse
0: me. You know it. So yeah, yeah. I've, I've 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 invested a lot of money with Columbia Gas over the years. So so you're so you were in this. You were only there for six months, and in inside sales. Yeah. Um, and then you went to a utility company, and and got more involved in I, the IT side of things. What I mean, you know, one of the things that that people um, really like about this show is people get raw. They go, "Look, I hit this wall in life, mm-hmm. and 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 didn't know how I was going to get through it, and this is how I did it." Yeah. Um, along the way, and and we're talking from high school up to the point where you're interviewing for the job and you get the job at, at Columbia Gas, like in that period of time, were there any challenges or was everything just as easy, smooth, you're just one of those lucky people that everything goes perfect all the time?
1: <laughs> I wish I was one of those people, often awesome you be? right? Um you know, probably one of the big defining moments for me of you know, backing up before, um, high school, uh, was we moved, we moved when I was in my eighth grade year of, uh, eighth, eighth grade grade school.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I was probably about 13 at the time. That was probably one of the toughest things that I had to go through, um, you know, I'm a I'm a pretty outgoing, like Brazilian kind of person, but um um that, that was something that was a huge uh
0: oh, are you there? For me. And okay.
1: if any yeah, are you there?
0: Yeah, we got we, we have a hiccup in the internet here. We have a little hiccup. Okay, I think okay. I think you're coming back. Okay.
1: Am I back? You're All back. right, where'd you lose me at?
0: You're back. So so you were talking about a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Um and you froze up. It got real choppy.
1: <laughs> How perfect. Yeah. Um, no, you know what that, that defining moment for me it kind of back, just backing up before high school. Was a huge move when I was in eighth grade. I was 13 or 14 years old. Um, my parents moved, um, and it wasn't very far. It was just a couple towns over, but that right there was a huge, um, pivotal moment for me. And I really, really struggled. Um, even for someone I'm pretty outgoing, played a lot of sports, um, did well in school. That really threw me for a loop. I was, um, I was a fish out of water. I was different from the other kids. I was lonely. Um, that was probably the longest. It was in the middle of the year, too. So that was probably the longest, like, five or six months of my life. Wow. Uh, it was tough. Yeah. Um, I remember I probably came home from school most days really upset. Um, I didn't want to go outside, like, at recess to hang around with other kids. I was I was somebody who was extroverted, who became really introverted and really lonely, wow. um, and that that was a tough time for me.
0: Yeah, but <clears throat> so how did you deal with it?
1: I don't know if I dealt with dealt with it, dealt with it that well. Right. At, at thirteen or fourteen, um, <clears throat> I I just how I dealt with it was I just I kind of went into myself and became really introverted. So I wouldn't say that that's the healthiest way to deal with it. But when you're 13 or 14 years old, um, I don't have the tools to deal with it.
0: Um, right. I also right.
1: dealt with it by throwing myself into my schoolwork because um, that was something I could control. Threw myself into my schoolwork, threw myself into getting perfect grades. If everything over here was going to be a big mess, I was definitely going to, uh, going to get good grades. Um, so that's probably the way that, that I, I dealt with it at that time.
0: Right. That means, um. so isn't it amazing though how it, it <laughs> seems like um you just made me think of this too like from a from a very young age we real we want to be in control like it's like a natural thing like we want to be in control of our yeah. of our destiny of our lives right so and we don't want anything to push us out of our comfort zone and that's definitely, for a child, that's pushing you out of your, like, that's change. Right?
1: Yeah. And that, that for me, was, was a huge change because everything had really been kind of the same Yeah. Uh, up, up until that point. And even looking back on it, it's been, gosh, it's been 30 years, actually, this year, yeah. 30 years this year, that that happened. And it's still a real, like, kind of pivotal moment. In my life that I think back on, yeah, in um, something that that I, you know, I with, I guess with the benefit of time, it's not as raw and painful as it was at that point in time, but definitely still something that I that I take lessons away from. Right. I'm um, I'm on the I'm on the, uh, I'm on the board of the Girl Scouts here, the Girl Scouts of Ohio's Heartland. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I I absolutely love it, and I I think about. Those, I get an opportunity to interact with girls of all ages, like kindergarten all the way on up through high school.
0: Yeah,
1: And I think that type of experience gives me more, um, I guess it just gives me more empathy. I, I try to be more understanding of where these girls are that I get an opportunity to work with. Right. So all those lessons and things that really seem so crappy and tough at the time, there's something that comes out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A- a- absolutely 100 percent of the time so so like <clears throat> and can you hear me okay because we're having some internet issues I, you you probably don't see it but i i do um but um
1: i can i can hear you okay there's a little bit of intermittent but it's okay
0: okay okay so so the um so you, here you are now, you were at Columbia Gas, and you said mm-hmm. for a few years, right?
1: Yeah, three years.
0: Okay, and what? where'd you go next after that?
1: So where I went next after that, after about three years of uh, working in a lab and doing IT stuff, so glad that I did it, but I realized that this was not gonna be the path for me. Um, I've taken a lot of like winding just winding paths in my career. And, and I'm sure that people watching and listening can, can relate to that. I realized, you know, this wasn't something that I wanted to pursue, like, for my entire career. And so um, I, I made two jumps. One was I made a very short term jump to a consulting firm to do um, to do IT consulting. And that lasted less than a year. I hated it. I hated it um wow. just wasn't wow. wasn't wasn't my thing to it was basically repeating what I was doing in my current job just doing it on site at somebody else's yeah company and um so I realized really quickly that that wasn't my thing and I needed to make one more move um and I had a friend who worked at IBM and helped uh helped me uh there was an open opportunity at IBM and he put my name in threw my name in the, in the hat for that job, and that's when I made the jump to IBM uh, from this consulting gig, and that was really life-changing for me.
0: My um, really, really good friend and, and now client, Sherry Matthews is on here, and she, she did some big, big stuff with IBM and Nassau, but I, I know she was at um, IBM for, for quite some time. But um, so you went to IBM, and what was the position in, at IBM?
1: So, so here's where, you know, you kind of talk about this idea of breaking through walls. Sometimes the wall, sometimes the walls are big and sometimes the walls are small. Um, and at this point in time, it was, this job was actually going to be a step back from what I was doing. So I was making a really nice living as a consultant, but I just wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And so this job was going to be a, a marketing support job, a sales support job, but it was gonna be a step back. It was gonna be a step back in salary for me. And I knew that going into it. And I made a conscious choice to to go this path, <clears throat> excuse me, because I really wanted to work at IBM and I could see the opportunity there. And I was willing to take, I decided, you know, I'm willing to take this short-term change, pay cut, whatever it is to have a longer term opportunity and, and go after something different. Right. So, right. so right. the first job there was uh, basically a sales support
0: role. Nice. So yeah. and Sherry Sherry just commented, she said, I still bleed blue.
1: Uh, I do too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so, um, I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows what that means. Is that like some internal thing? She,
1: Sherry, and I know.
0: <laughs> oh, geez, you have a secret handshake too. Me too yeah. <laughs> so so, um, we have a, She said IBM blue. So That's- so um, so, you were at and, and how long were you at IBM? So I was at
1: IBM for five years. And then um, I had worked, so I started out in the sales support role and I worked my way up to getting my own sales territory. Wow. Um, so so that was a big, uh, it was a big thing for me. Ha- hang on, I, we're,
2: so having a, we're
0: having another internet. Another hold on another internet hiccup here. Okay. Okay, I think you're back. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So the you went from What's that?
1: Technology. Love it when it works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. So you you, yeah, you went into sure. Say that again, you went in sales support.
1: Yeah, so I start started in sales support and worked my way up to getting my own sales territory. Um so for me, that was like I had just like hit the that was like the holy grail for me. That was my goal when I went walked in the door. Wow, that was something that I wanted. Um, so so all in uh, that was a five years, and then um, you know, then it got thrown a little bit of a curveball. Um, IBM sold its PC division to Lenovo in uh, 2005, and then I spent uh, two years at Lenovo. Okay. So kind of kind of a kind of a combo deal there.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, so was that how was that change? Was it tough?
1: You know, um, yes and no. It was, you know, a couple of things that I learned from that. Um, it was tough. It was tough for a lot of people who had been there for a very long time. You know, they had been there, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. I was still new to the company, um, so I think maybe it affected me a little bit less than somebody who had been there for a really long time. But it was still it was still a change. Yeah. Um, um and I it, it what it was was I had a lot of identity and ego wrapped up in the logo on my business card, and so to make that change to a company that was completely unknown here. Um, that kind of mental shift was a lesson for me. Was, was there, because there was no presence of Lenovo in the U S there was no, my job wasn't affected. I basically got a new business card with a new logo, but I had the same job.
0: Jeez. So
1: so from that point it's fair from a mental emotional standpoint and having to make that shift it's like on April 30th you are an employee of this company on May 1st you're an employee of this company and it's like you're all of a sudden expected to operate over here when you've been operating over here for so long
0: yeah well and and going from from IBM who's you know IBM <laughs> to a company like, I still don't know who Lenovo is. I'm kidding. I've heard of them, but like, you know, they, it, like it, it, that brand recognition, right? Like that brand recognition gives you so much credibility. And, and so that, I, that, that had to have been a, a tough move. I mean, for a lot of people, especially yeah, in for sales.
1: Sure. What's happened? I
0: said, especially if you're in a sales capacity.
1: Oh totally, Um, to to have to, you talk about that credibility piece. Um, I had to rebuild some relationships, Uh, some relationships I lost um, just because. Right. Um, So there's kind of like, there's a mental, emotional rebuilding that has to happen. There's relationship rebuilding that has to happen. Right. Um, And you know, probably the biggest lesson for me, and there's no way I would have known this until I became an entrepreneur, That, what happened right there, prepared me for the until when you go from working
0: I lost you again. Are you still there?
1: Yep, I'm here.
0: Uh, Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I hear you now. Wait, okay. this is crazy um, it happens though I've, I've had it happen before so it's the internet sorry folks we can't control it so um, the so you 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 were saying that that experience prepared you for, for becoming an entrepreneur
1: totally and yeah. there's no way I could have known that at the time but looking back on it that was a
0: huge pivotal
1: learning experience
0: right. that helped
1: me make the shift to becoming an entrepreneur.
0: Right, right. So so you did that for five years, is that when you became an entrepreneur after that?
1: Uh, so I made the leap into entrepreneurship in 2007. Okay. <clears throat> so I had been at Lenovo for a couple of years and um, I was ready for a change. Um, I am someone who loves to change things up. Yeah. For better or for worse, but I was ready for a change. And I had, I knew I had always wanted to either lead something or start something. Being, being an oldest child and uh, just having that kind of leadership in my DNA, I always knew I was going to do it. I don't know how I knew it, but ever since I was a kid, I just knew it. And so I had started getting, I'd gotten to the point I was um, 30, maybe it's turning 30. I don't know. But I had gotten to the point where I had turned 30 and I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this like entrepreneur thing, if I'm going to lead something, I feel like I need to make a change now. Yeah. And just as, you know, kind of, you know, you put these things out to the universe. um, A friend of mine who owned a small uh, training company at the time to do instructional design to design and develop training basically and I looked at that and I said you know what maybe this is the opportunity that I have been looking for to make this change to get into entrepreneurship and um, and I'm a planner again I don't I don't do anything without really thinking it
0: Uh oh! Froze up yeah. again.
1: Uh, I plan and this thing. Am I losing you again?
0: Yeah, we froze. You froze again. You froze up again. And I think you're back. I'm back? Yeah.
1: All right.
0: That's okay. So um, you're a planner. That's the last thing I heard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a planner. So for anybody Mm -hmm. listening out there that can really uh, appreciate this, um, I knew I was making a really big life-changing decision. Um, And so I socked away some commission checks. I was planning for, you know, how long am I going to be without earning a paycheck kind of thing? So planning out all that before I was ready to make this change. And then – I kind of got to a point where I was starting, it was starting to feel like analysis paralysis. And I just remember thinking to myself very vividly that, okay, I'm 30, almost 30. I don't want to look back in 10 years and say shoulda, woulda, coulda, that I wish I would have taken the chance. And I do remember thinking, what is the worst thing that could happen? I hate it. It blows up. Um, I fail at it. I'll just go back and get another sales job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this
1: is 2007, right? right. So right. we don't know what's around the corner. I think ignorance is bliss with some of this stuff, but I do remember thinking that, like, I don't want to look back in 10 years and be 40 and say, I really wish I would have done it. So uh, that, was I, I, that, that was my. That was the push. That's
0: that's it. And and you know, you and I had a talk about um, social media and stuff the other day, and, and I, you know, I'm not a planner, I'm a, I'm a ready fire aim, um, and, and, you know, like, because I've planned out too many things in my life, that didn't work out, <laughs> so, I got it, I gotcha. you, so it's like, I, I, you know, I'm not saying don't come up with a plan, don't have some, some methodology behind the madness, but, um, you know, again, it does, it's like, when you finally, how many people have stood at the edge of the pool, dipped their toe in the water, and went, Ugh, just and and eventually you either walk away from the pool, right, and go get in the hot tub, or or you 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 got to go all in, you got to get in the water, you got to go, and and so like that, and and you know that as soon as you do. It's like, "Oh, man, what was I think I, did, I should have done I why didn't I do this a long time ago?" right?
1: <laughs> or you're like, "Wait, I just jumped off the high board
0: and I don't know how to swim." <laughs> right, right, right. But you either drown and die, which is going to happen anyway inevitably, or you you swim. You figure it out. Yep. Yep. That's- and you know what? It might be
1: it's a little bit of both. Like you kind of feel like you're drowning and then you get your sea legs and start to figure it out just like a little bit at a time.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, so, so you got into a, a and you say training, like there, there's so many variations of training. What exactly totally. do you mean you got into a training company?
1: Yeah. So, um, so this was, and that, that right there is another kind of big, broad lesson. Um, in terms of the types of industries that we get into, I I wish I could say that I would have planned that out, but I didn't. That was that was like the jumping off the you know the the thirty meter platform
2: yeah. in terms
1: of the industry. Um, I never had a plan for that kind of stuff, um, and that's where I think you know serendipity, the universe, whatever, put, put puts it in front of you at the time. Um, so this was a training company that did custom training. And it did not matter, it was not specific to like sales training or leadership training, any of the things that I do today. This was custom training. So working with bigger organizations who needed some kind of custom training developed. It could be classroom, it could be online learning. You know, 2007 was like the infancy of online learning. Um, but that's where I got my start. And what was awesome about it was I got to learn all different kinds of training. I got to write all different kinds of training. I got to experience different technologies. It wasn't just like this little box. It was learning all different kinds of training. And that experience was pivotal for me. Um, And and I look back on that experience so fondly because had I not done those things, there's no way I could be doing what I'm doing today. But, But it was all custom stuff.
0: So you so you, this was you said 30? I think. Mhm. Yeah. So like that was last year. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so, so I'm for I I'm forever 31, so that's perfect. <laughs> right. So so um so you got and and this was but the, this wasn't your own business or it was?
1: No, well, so I was a freelancer. So okay. I had started my own business and I partnered up with another training company. Okay. But I, I worked totally freelance.
0: That's awesome. And
1: so, yeah, so, so I worked with that training company, but I also had the opportunity to um, build my own client base. Right. But I didn't do that out of the gate. It took me a good three years of learning the industry for me before I landed my first direct client.
0: So what what do you what do you do now? I mean what is are you is that what you do?
1: Yeah, so so the business has really taken on a lot of evolutions, I guess, over the last 12 or 13 years. Um, hard to believe that I'm saying that, but um but I do remember, I do remember when I turned 40 how happy I was that I had done what I did. Because I'm like, wow, 10 years have gone by. Like yeah. you don't think 10 years is going to go by? And it does, and it goes by like that. And I do remember when I turned 40 thinking, oh my gosh, I did it. I did what I said that I was gonna do, yep. and I'm not looking back saying shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, now, I have plenty of things I say shoulda, woulda, coulda about, sure, for sure. sure. But I was like, wow, 10 years really went by. Um, so, so anyway, to answer your question about what it looks like today, it really took a lot of twists and turns. Uh, me pursuing things I was interested in, trying things, some things worked. Some things were total failures. Um, uh, you know, and I, I learned a lot about failure along the way, which I'd be happy to, to share. But today what the business looks like is um, it is in the sales arena. So it is keynote speaking and writing. Mm-hmm. It is sales consulting and it is sales training and sales leadership training. Um, and it took me a long time to get to that Place um, uh, in like 2014 or 2015. If you want to, if if you don't mind me sharing this, I can about a wall that I that I hit at that point. Yeah. Um, so hopefully people can identify with this. I had been in business for seven or eight years at that point. I kind of lose track of time, and I really thought that I wanted to grow this big business, big business, lots of employees brick and mortar kind of stuff. That's what I had in my mind in terms of how I was defining success. Um, and so like 2014-ish, 20, yeah, somewhere in there, I had started to invest in building. I was hiring staff, I was making you know a lot of financial investments into the business. Um, and I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was doing all the right things. But I got to 2015. And I don't know if it was a combination of turning forty and a whole bunch of other things, but I have gotten to a point where I'm looking at this and saying, Oh my gosh, I don't like what I'm building, I don't like what I'm doing. I'm I'm miserable. Wow. I have more money going out than I have coming in. And I I had gotten to the point, you know how like um you get if, if anybody uh you get to Sunday evening and Like when you're in a job and you're like, oh, you have like that Sunday dreads. Yep. That's how I was starting to feel. And that is my super unscientific way of realizing that something needed to change. Um, Because I I could not continue going on that way. I was unhappy. I'm sure I was super unhappy to be around. Um, (laughs) I wasn't enjoying my work. Um, Right. And so I I had kind of hit that wall where I had been doing this for a long time and I thought I wanted to grow this big thing. And then I realized that I didn't. And that's where I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? I thought I wanted to do this. I I thought I wanted to be here. And I think I'm here, but I don't want to be here.
0: Right, wow.
1: yeah. So, so that's where I found myself, like 2014-ish, 2015.
0: And so what, what'd you, what'd you do? What changed? I mean, you still have the, you'd say so you don't have that company anymore.
1: I still, I, well, so I still have it. Yeah. Um, so the decision that I needed to make and I needed to do a little bit of soul searching was to figure out, okay, do I want to continue doing what I'm doing? Do I want to continue being an entrepreneur or do I want to go get a job? And I had started to go down the path of having some conversations with people um, here that were business leaders about the possibility of joining their organization. Yeah. And that didn't feel quite right either. I'd, I think one of the lessons that I've learned is to not override my gut. There was something that was telling me, every time I've overridden my gut, I've regretted it in some way.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, so my gut was telling me, uh, that's not quite the right thing either. So what I landed on was I needed, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. I need to retool my business to fuel me and to kind of serve my passions and still figure out how to make it, how to make it financially successful too. So I, that's where after some soul searching, I'm like, I have to retool this. And so that was the, what what you see today was the result of that decision. And that decision I made like three years ago. Yeah. It has taken this amount of time to retool the business um, to be something that I get up and I'm excited about doing. Um, so I still have the business, yeah. it just looks different. Um, I actually still serve some of um, some of my really good clients that want custom training, I still serve those clients. And I have a great team of people that help take care of them. So I did not just walk away from that and I think that's an important lesson. I didn't want to walk away from that entirely. Yeah. I retooled that a little bit too so that it was a win win for everybody while I could still um and including myself and while I could still pursue some of these other passions.
0: So 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 now you're doing sales training. You're doing, mm-hmm. you, and and what does that entail? Like you go into car dealerships, or what, what's that? <laughs> you go into to to micro micro center. I mean, what what do you? What's that? What's yeah, that look yeah. like? Yeah, no,
1: that's a good question. So what, what does it look like? Yeah. Um, so where I so where I spend a lot of my time and this this lesson I took from um, retooling the business was looking at. What are my skills and strengths and who could really benefit from it? So what one of the realizations I had was that, you know, I've been running a professional services firm for the last 10 years. I have learned a lot about professional services. So why can I uh, let me take what I've learned about that and apply it in this different way, which combine in sales, which also combines the first 10 years of my
0: Lost you again. I lost you. Give it a minute. She'll come back. I think. Uh Uh-oh. We may have actually completely lost her on that feed. That one. Um... I'm gonna, Amy, I'm going to have to hang up and have you call me right back, I think. Whoops. Hang on just a second. Let me get her back on here. I think she dropped her internet. Hang on just a second, you guys. guys. Okay.
1: Yeah, be back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You're. You, you need to go talk to your internet company.
1: <laughs> I've got. You know what? I am like full strength internet man.
0: Uh, yeah. What's going on. Huh. That's 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 crazy. So and internet um, gremlins
1: are not liking us today.
0: What's that?
1: The Internet gremlins. They are not loving us today.
0: <laughs> People are on here <laughs> saying tell jokes. They just wanted me to tell <laughs> jokes. So <laughs> yeah. A man walks into a bar. No. So, so, um, I mean, we lost you quite a ways back. So, um, so the, the sales stuff, what, talk about that. I think you, I think
1: you asked me if I work, go into car dealerships.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Is that where you lost
0: Yeah, Yeah. And you (laughs) said that you had turned, you know, you realized it had become a, you'd been running a professional services firm for 10 years and yeah. That's
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what I realized was I've been running a professional services firm for 10 years. So why not take everything I've learned, along with all of my sales and leadership experience, and put all that together? So the decision I made was to focus on professional services firms, and then I also um, insurance is another vertical because I have quite a few um, clients already in that space. So taking the clients I already have and expanding that in, in just in just a different way. Gotcha. So. Um, so it could be sales consulting. So looking at, um, sales strategy, uh, it's a very RFP heavy type of industry. Both of these are, so I do some RFP consulting and then, um, sales skills. So what are, what are the looking at some of the next generation skills that we need to be building and, um, and creating programs that teach selling skills.
0: Nice. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you have a book out?
1: I do. My very first book coming out in September. I'm so excited. Nice. Uh, Mid-September. It's called, uh, it's called The Modern Seller. So that, uh, that is going to be hitting, uh, hitting prints and, uh, of Amazon electronic here in probably about three, four weeks. That's
0: awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Thank
1: you.
0: That's, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Becoming a, a published author and a best-selling author is, is, is really incredible. So, um, so, and we're almost at the end of the hour already. How's that even I know. Real?
1: This has been
0: awesome. It's unbelievable. So, so um so you are so you go out and you basically you do consulting and 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 sales plans and and things of that nature for businesses. Yeah, so so
1: sales consulting, sales training. And, and then um i also do a lot of keynote speaking so sales kickoffs leadership conferences uh nice. th- things like that
0: and and are, is that on a um uh oh you froze again uh, is that like on a yeah. a like a corporate level uh oh she froze again well back on it um There, you're back, I think. Are you there? You there, can you hear me? Amy? Can you hear me? Uh, Okay, I don't know what's happening here. Um, You guys, can, can everybody still hear me okay? So, um, give me a second here. Let's let's get her back on and, and, and wrap this up here in a second. Can can you hear me? Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Um Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm calling her back. Um You can hear me. It could be the steady upload triggering some Um, um. Sign <laughs> Sherry says sign language. Okay, we got we got you back. Can you hear me? Oh no. Her, okay, hold yeah. it. You're there.
1: Are we still? Are we still having problems?
0: You're the, okay. You're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. Oh, you've been frozen right, for the last,
1: these last few minutes. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Thanks for hanging in there, everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all right. Some. Uh, are you on Time Warner down there? Um, or whatever. Yeah, I think so. I think it's spectrum. Yeah. So yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, um, so you you've got a book coming out. You've got a lot of great things happening. Um, you, you and I have talked, I, I hopefully everybody on here, um, will go follow you, um, on Facebook. Where else can they follow you?
1: Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Amy Franco on LinkedIn, um, Amy Franco on Twitter.
0: Okay. And you're, you're getting more and more active on, on social media, aren't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, uh, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and Twitter. And as we've talked about, Facebook is a little bit of a newer platform for me, yeah. but, uh, but definitely, definitely LinkedIn and Twitter. I spend a lot of time on today.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. So, um, so what else I, you know, I, I always like to ask this question, you know, if somebody right now is, you know, stuck, maybe it's yeah. a single mom, um, that's, that's just, you know, can't, can't pay her bills, can't, you know, feed her children, can't like she's just stuck. And I mean, what would you say to, to help somebody get through that 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 can't figure it out like helping helping them get unstuck what would you say
1: yeah you know um i actually have a i'm thinking of somebody right now that is like that is that exact person um she is maybe my age she is actually a single mom to her grandkids oh wow uh, yeah and her her own her own daughter has some has some life challenges and um, took a lot of courage for her to um, take her two very young grandkids they're like three and two something like that and Jeez. she's she's caring for them full time and she is um, she's working like a third shift job and she also um, cleans houses so she is somebody who you talk about. Um, kind of being that like one paycheck away Yeah. from uh, anything's a crisis. Your car breaks down, you get a flat tire. That's a major crisis. Right.
2: Um,
1: a paycheck doesn't come through. That's a major, major crisis. Um, some of us have been there with those struggles. Maybe some of us haven't been. We've had different struggles. Right. Um, but for someone like that, um, so I've, I have a relationship with a person like that. And the thing that, I try to help her with is if um, there is something that she needs for her grandkids. I would I try to help her with that, um, or something that's going to help move her along the path. And you know, with her, um, sometimes it's just a word of encouragement right. that you have right. people in your corner that care, because that can be a really lonely place to be. Um, so knowing that we have people in our corner that care and when we do have the resources to help somebody out that we're, we're using our time, talent, treasure ties to maybe help somebody else along to reach back that maybe doesn't have what we've been blessed with. Right. Uh, So, so even if we haven't experienced that situation ourselves to still try to have empathy, An understanding for somebody who is going through that.
0: Right. Right. So that, but that, that, like that person or other people, you know, I think from, from a, you know, a a, a selling um, or a sales perspective, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in the sales training business and, and I've done, I've done some sales training myself and, you know, anytime somebody gets stuck, it's typically because they're not selling something like they're not selling. And and I think that um, your book, uh, you know, I, I always get books and, and I may read a book that, that, you know, 90% of it I don't care for, but I'll get one nugget, one yeah. idea from it. You know, yeah. uh, Grant Cardone talks about that. Like he's like, you know, you the title sometimes of the book can like give you that, that, you know, so, so there, there's, there's there. And, and, and so people like you that are out there doing it and teaching other, you know, people and companies and, and helping them come up with sales strategies and doing training. And, you know, I think that that helps get people unstuck.
1: Absolutely. Um, for me, I, I think I see, um, learning about sales, um, Those those are life skills right. just as much as they are um, growing your business skills. These are things. Everything I learn in sales, I can also apply to my life.
0: Right, sure. right. You froze again for a second. Are you still there? Uh oh, we're frozen again. <clears throat> Okay, you're back, uh, we I think.
1: You made, made five minutes. I'm back. All right.
0: <laughs> wow. So um back. Okay, it's a little blurry, but I think you're coming back. I think it's coming back. So um okay. So yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. Like everything, you know, sales skills and life skills can be uh can be very um uh similar. Right?
1: Absolutely. Very
0: yeah. Oh. Are you there? I'm still coming through. I'm here. Okay. Sorry. This this sorry everybody. I don't know what's going on today. But um anyway, so Amy, listen, I wanna thank you um for being on. You're you're absolutely amazing. I appreciate you taking the time to to be on the show today, and thank and, you. Yeah, you're more than welcome. I'm I'm so happy you came on. So um, it stinks that Time Warner's not doing their job in your building very well today, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. So um, everybody, make sure you go follow Amy um, on Facebook because I'm going to encourage Amy to start using Facebook. The eight thousand pound gorilla. Um, yeah. Oh,
1: we almost made it to the top of the hour, man. I know,
0: right? <laughs> I know. Um, without without me you saying digging that, in. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, go, make sure you follow Amy. Send her a friend request. Get get Hit her up on LinkedIn and Twitter. What's your Twitter handle?
1: It's Amy Franco.
0: Oh, Amy Franco. Okay, good. Yep. Good. So, everybody, make sure you follow Amy. Thank you to everyone who stayed on and, and and hung in there with us through the technical difficulties and thank you for all the shares and the hearts and the 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 thumbs up i appreciate all of you
1: uh good to meet everybody thanks for being here
0: yeah thank you so much and we'll see you guys tomorrow have a great day